are like building a brand around your name, which is a pretty big deal, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and it's go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say that's not new. So my brother and I, we when we started to do the video production company, we wanted to make a YouTube channel. We kind of wanted to do that same thing. We wanted to a make the videos, but we can also kind of brand ourselves to. To, to just do a lot of stuff like in the video world and be YouTubers and stuff like that. So we've kind of been trying to do that and build like the Espos brand um, for a little while. This is just kind of what's what's popped. Because I, I was speaking with someone recently about branding yourself. And, I, and I've always said, if you're going to brand something, you should brand your name yourself. Because if you brand yourself, then anything you make could become popular. I mean, like if Oprah started making conditioner, she doesn't know shit about conditioner, but everyone's going to buy it because it's fucking Oprah. Yeah. Um, so I think putting your name on something is a really big deal. And doing this produ- production company stuff, having it, the you know, Espo and all this. It's, do you feel, because now that you're doing the NFT stuff, you're on TikTok, Instagram, all this, uh, YouTube, and your name's all over the place. Do you think every time you start something new, you have more pressure do you re- like have you realized or does it not bother you that like this is your name you're talking about well everything that I'm doing I'm putting my full effort into and I'm doing it in a way that feels authentic and true to me so I I I think it's good that as I'm progressing yeah. forward there's more attention and I, I guess that's what I want right so I don't I mean it's definitely more pressure in the sense of now Two weeks ago when I posted a TikTok, I just posted it and didn't take a breath. But now when I click that post button, there is like a little moment where I'm like, whoa, there's 65,000 people that could see this. I mean, in a million, like my other videos. So that that's definitely different, 100%. People actually responding back is very new, but it's it's good. Yeah, it's so weird, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like a lot of people have seen my face. Don't like... You don't realize that when you just post something online, then you think about it later, you're like, oh. So it's it's been the craziest realization. Cause even when you look at numbers on the screen, it's it's still there's this disconnect. But there's been a couple times where people who I know, and not even just because they're big people, but like this one account, for example, um, I've followed them for years and it's just a positive news account. They just post positive news stories every day. So I'm like, it's just a beautiful account to follow to get a little daily dose of something that makes you smile and the guy who runs an account has a couple million followers like liked my tiktok and like commented on it and i was just like what like just the fact that my face can be put in front of these people that maybe i've looked up to or just people that you would never expect is such a weird <laughs> realization yeah that's weird it's it's and it's i think it's very fascinating how like how much power you can have um in like the span of a week like if you post something that people really like or it's really niche and a lot of people get on your team you have so much power it's like if if somebody that has like a dedicated two million followers or subs somewhere and says hey sydney come do this thing with me you'll have like at least 100k by tomorrow like followers on something right it's weird how much power people have and then when you like somebody like an artist or whatever and they comment or like something that you did or repost it you're like holy shit but it makes you realize this is such a small world yet it's so large there's so many people in it but everyone's seeing the same shit and now you're part of the shit that they're seeing kind of blows my mind kind of scares me but it it, it must it must be wild especially because you're kind of on your come up yeah it's it's definitely really wild every time i'm because i'll try 
I want to find other, you know, artists that I, that I, you know, like, so I'll look at like NFT artist tags, which I use that tag and seeing my own face. I'm like, Whoa, it likes, you know, makes me jump every time. Cause I'm not, you know, used to it, but it's, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. I really like that. I'm not alone in this. Like there, I was very, there's a very big reason why I didn't do like Sydney NFTs or whatever it's Espo. Cause me and my brother are definitely in this together. Um, and that's really nice because it's just nice to always happen there when like things happen. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is going on. This video is blowing up. What do I do? What do I do? He's like, okay. You know, we can like both like be there for each other. So it's, that helps a lot. I would say is that we can kind of share this come up together. Yeah. uh, I'm like, I think for sure Cade said this too, to you. It's, it's kind of weird seeing like a brother and sister who actually like want to work together. Like that's kind of an anomaly. (laughs) I know it's crazy. Like everyone who we work with, like in the video business, they're like, how is this? We walk into a meeting and they're just like, you what? Like, what's going on? This is so weird. I'm like, I know it's, it is weird. I don't know what to say. No, it's super weird. I mean, like, it's not a bad thing, but it's like, it's not, it's uncommon. And, um, and I, and every time I see one of your TikToks, um, whether it be about NFTs or, or, or what have you, you're, Video production skills have obviously helped a lot because it looks professional. It looks it looks right. The lighting's great. Um, and both you and your brother are very attractive people. So it's like you you just people gravitate towards your skill and how you present yourselves. And your video production, I imagine, helped you a lot with doing that. And I went to a school in Georgia called SCAD. Um, and I couldn't stand it, but. A lot of it was a it, it was a film school, it was an art school, and we, and we uh, for directors, writers, and all this. And did did you go to a university for anything you do right now? No, not at all. <laughs> so that's that's the thing. I I get really um, annoyed about well, I mean, like who doesn't? But I get really annoyed about like how the whole system works, where it's like people expect you to go to college and and learn something, and then use what you've learned to get a job. And, of course, that's a way people can go, and a lot of people do that, and people make a lot of money doing that. Some people don't make any money doing that. But I think it's cool that you essentially said, hey, I'm just going to be myself and figure it out, Um, and you did, and you are doing it currently. I think that's really cool. And like I said, what helps you is how much time you put into it, you and your brother having uh, amazing chemistry and just being, you know, really presentable i think uh you and your brother not only worked very hard because i don't want i don't i don't want to use the word lucky because that's kind of insulting sometimes i think you and your brother worked very hard and then you've also been able to just be at the right place the right time when it comes to meeting people and then what's that quote where it's uh like readiness meets opportunity or something Mm -hmm. do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 that that's what you've uh, you and your brother have been able to accomplish, where it's you studied hard, you practice hard, you make YouTube videos all the time. You you're like, oh, here's a new thing. What is it? It's called an NFT. Let's do that. You guys are doing so much work, and it, and it's paying off. Do you feel like when was the last time you had a you you were you had a rut, or you in a rut right now? Like, do you feel like you're, you just keep going up, or is it like I'm not you? Tell me what your life is like. So I will say what's so great about everything we're doing is, even though we. I feel like keep switching our life plan every couple months. Everything is truly building on top of the last thing perfectly. Um, like in terms of school, I totally relate. I 
went to school for two years in Santa Barbara. I was about to transfer um, to UCSB and go to a four-year. And I, I always loved school. I was like a nerd. I got great grades, but I didn't have something that I wanted to do that school would help me do. Like there was nothing where I was like, I want to do this with my life, so I need a degree. I just didn't know what to do. That's why I was in school. So it was kind of, you know, it wasn't that hard when Matt came to me and he was like, we both lost our jobs during COVID. And he's like, we like what we we're going to school for no reason. Like, this isn't what we want to do. So like, let's just try this. And that like leaving school, I feel like taught me a bunch about how to just follow what feels authentic to me going against the crowd. Then traveling taught me a bunch. It took me out of my comfort zone. It got me used to meeting people from around the world, which built on itself to then, you know, being able to start the business and find the resources to do that. And then, you know, we go, everything just follows perfectly. The video production taught us so much to now that we want to do this. I'm like, oh, I already know how to be on camera. I know how to, you know, make just like sequence videos together. Well, um, it all builds really well. And the ruts, I would say, I wouldn't say ruts. It's more of periods of time where we are where we just need to refocus because we're changing everything so quickly. Like a new opportunity will come up. We're like, okay, and not more of a rut, but more of like we're trying to do so much that we're not being effective and we're just kind of spreading ourselves too thin. So then we kind of recollect and kind of rebalance and like readjust kind of where we want to be. I would say that's more of more common for us than like ruts right now. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it does. And what were you going to school for? I, again, just didn't know when I went. I was like, oh, just business. And then all my professors were so boring and all the students were boring. So then I was like, oh, let's like try all the social arts classes. So I took a class called the Psychology of Human Sexuality. Blew my mind. It was my favorite thing. So I wanted to just kind of be like that professor. So he got a doctorate in sociology and then went into like, um, sexuality research. And so I switched to sociology. So I got my A in sociology and then, yeah, that was it. That's a weird change to go from, I'm like, not weird because it, it happens to people, but to go from like the business to the sociology to like, well, I guess I'm going to do video production now. Um, and cause when I try to decide what I'm going to do with my life, I'm like, oh, well, I guess I'll join a trade because it, the education is cheap and it, and it pays a lot of money. But then I'm also like, but I really like being, I like like the intellectual stuff and I like learning about, you know, history and science and, but it's a lot more money to get that kind of an education. But being like what you are right now, which is you're basically an entrepreneur, just doing whatever you want. Um, I feel like if you could find success in that, you can then, you know, have any kind of venture that's out there. Would you recommend, and I know that's a strong word because no one here is an expert, but I don't want to say, okay, I'm not going to say would you recommend. What would you say to somebody who was in your shoes, who's like, I just did what I was told to do, what I thought I was supposed to do. I was supposed to go to college. I was supposed to just, you know, take out all these loans. Like, did you feel like that was a good idea? Would you have done it differently? Um, I... Wait, sorry. If are you saying would you would they have done it differently? If someone who is I, I, I'll, uh, I'll I'll change it up a little bit. For first, just would you have done things differently if you could do it again? Okay. Um. No, not at all. I really? I mean I still feel very. I'm glad that I 
went to school for two years to know that I don't need a degree. Like, I'm glad I had that experience to not do the what if type of thing. And I liked school and I, I did learn things that I'm glad I know. It just didn't translate into like work and making a living type of situation. Um, but no, I, I don't, I really don't think I would have done things differently because I feel happy. I feel motivated. Like you said, recommend, I definitely not to use that word, but I definitely would not recommend doing this to most people because you have to be so self-disciplined and self-motivated to continue to grow and learn independently. And if you are someone who needs a teacher to tell you, sit down and read this book and you aren't able to push yourself to do that outside of school, then like, no, definitely recommend just going the traditional path. But And I don't think there's anything wrong with that necessarily. But for the people, the types of people who are motivated to learn completely on their own, are excited to wake up and read new books or, you know, absorb new information in whatever way that they do in terms to then, like, that's what translates into being successful. So if you don't have that personality, I don't think kind of going the entrepreneur route is a good idea, which I'm sure is, you know, obvious. Well, do you, I, um, cause I, I know people that'll just be happy about uh, going to work, coming home and just doing it again and again and again. That's not. Is that something you can you can do? Because I mean, like, you're not in a lifestyle that needs that. You're in a lifestyle that's like fast paced. That's con- that's artistic. You keep going. You keep uh, looking for new things to do. Um. So, I'm judging or I'm I'm observing that you're not the kind of person that can just go to work and come home and be done, and then just do it again the next day, right? No. Yeah. I need. I like change. I like doing. I like kind of routines and patterns in certain aspects, but in terms of like, yeah, working now, I want to be able to like, like I said, we change so much and like our interests change. And when I find out about new things, I want to be able to try new things and being stuck in one job at one time, I feel like would be so limiting and like constrictive. Yeah. So then where do you see all this going? Right. Let's connect, let's connect everything. All right. So, you're attempting with your brother and you, you succeeded so far and you continue to succeed, but you're attempting to be an entrepreneur. You are uh, attempting to make some kind of uh, money in NFTs, even though your main focus is spreading art, just having fun. You're doing those two things. You, um, you tried school, didn't like it. Now you're here doing this, like I just said, with your entrepreneurial stuff and your NFT stuff. And you also don't like the nine to five, do it again type of life. Like that doesn't suit you. I think a lot of people our age are trying to find that, trying to find the, something that's not nine to five. However, most jobs are nine to five. And if they're not nine to five, they're like five to five to nine. Like it's like, that's definitely not true. But yeah, you, there's, there's so many jobs out there that aren't like, fun but somebody has to do the not fun jobs and usually those are the jobs that pay a lot of money but with everything happening right now in this country and in the world with um, the crypto with the nfts with everyone trying to get, uh, be an entrepreneur or everyone trying to pursue an artistic job at, ever since the pandemic they're like oh now's my chance not everyone could do it right so i think everything is being saturated right now and you know like business people say all business is a battle of attrition whoever stays in the longest usually ends up winning 
do you see all these markets, the NFTs, the uh, whether it's uh, filmmakers, reproduction, YouTubers, or um, uh, all around entrepreneurs, do you see those niches getting larger, or, or are they going to start to get smaller? Like, because everyone's trying to do all that right now. Mm-hmm. That's a big question. I don't like you do whatever you want with that. Yeah, no, it's a good question. I'm just thinking about it because in terms of like in terms of YouTubers, that whole scene, I think that simply just replaced the old, the old forms of entertainment. So I don't think mm-hmm. that necessarily like, I think it can only get so big in terms of how much entertainment content the world can consume, but I don't think it's, what am I trying to say? I think, I think I understand what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> what you're saying, and if I'm wrong, say I'm wrong, but I think what you're saying is that there's, there's gotta be a balance and the balance isn't forced onto anyone. It just naturally occurs where if there's a million uh, things on TV and there's a million things on YouTube. Well, once YouTube starts growing, the things on TV will start shrinking. Like there's always going to be a million and a million. It's always going to be that. Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. And same thing with just being, trying to be a musician, trying to be an artist. I think it's the same thing, whether you're trying to be, you know, a painter and get in fine art galleries, or you're trying to be an NFT artist. Like, I think there's definitely going to breach a balance where there's too many, you know, and not everyone's going to be able to succeed, but I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't necessarily think they're just going to like keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger by any means. No, I think there's going to reach that point of equilibrium where it hits like, this is how much of whatever it is, entertainment art is, you know, in the market. So then what somebody like you, who's running a business, what are you doing to make sure you can stay in that business? Like what's your work ethic? Like, what are you trying to continue to accomplish? So we, I mean, we're very, we do a lot of research in terms of, especially my brother, in terms of investing and that sort of thing. So we are very cautious about living very well within our means now so we can invest and have kind of that passive stream of income because I fully realize that there's no way I'm just going to like keep getting more and more attention and my NFTs are just going to keep going up and up forever. Like I don't think that at all. So we're definitely trying to maximize with, everything that we make now um, so we can invest it into the future. But also we want, in terms of the like work-wise, I don't really see a future for us that's like, that's super consistent. Like our kind of goal, at least like right now, is we like how we can get a couple video gigs and then we can travel for a couple months and then come back and get a couple like more gigs like that. Like, I think the way that we are going to make our money is always going to be kind of inconsistent. And that's why it's not, I don't want to like apply it to every other business owner who their business is consistent, has to be kind of done all day year round to be successful. That's just not the type of stuff we're doing. And it might like, maybe this all doesn't work. And then we're going to, you know, go into something else. We're on a more steady business that operates every day, but for what we're doing, it's just, yeah, it's just very different. So the word survival might sound a bit harsh, but you know, soften it up a little bit. If you can, would you say then that you're focused more on survival than growth? Oh, in terms of how are we planning on growing the brand when it becomes more saturated and all that? 
Yes. Um, we, we definitely are focusing on growth. I mean, we, the past year, all we've done is focus on how to grow our video business, how to get more clients, better clients. Um, same thing for this. We definitely have a lot of ideas of what we can do with the brand, how we can expand the art kind of out of just NFTs and do like a bunch of different stuff with it. I mean, it's, it's kind of a dream for a big group of people to want your art. And I think there's so many cool things and experiences we can create for people if that's what they're looking for. So we definitely have lots of ideas on how to grow Espo visuals and our video brand and all of it. And how long you guys been doing this for the video brand, the video production? Yeah. Uh, a year, a year. And is it, I feel like you're moving pretty fast. Is it as, uh, did you expect it to go this fast? Um, yes, honestly, we like, these were her goals that we wrote down. We had very specific kind of one year goals. Um, and it is totally because we took masterminds, like, especially for the product videos, we took a mastermind that basically just let us hit the ground running. So after we finished that course, we were very confident, like, Oh, we can do this. We can get a paying gig now. And that did happen because we took everything we learned from that video, we applied it and it did happen. So we definitely did have the confidence, but it was because it wasn't just like blind confidence is because we found the resources and did the work to kind of know that we could do it. Yeah. So it's, it's the, um, like the readiness meets opportunity thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then like we're saying with everything's like saturated and stuff, do you, would you recommend people do this, go through the same road you would though? Cause you said you wouldn't change what you've done, but what could you recommend it to somebody for the, well, that depends someone who's trying to do video production or NFTs or I think someone like you who didn't know what they wanted to do, but they've always loved art. They've always like, I think most people and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm reading you incorrectly, but I think most people, including you like being creative, but they didn't know that was an option for their life. They thought that had to be a side thing. They thought they had to just enjoy those things and not actually take part in those things. And then once they get to a certain age, they're like, holy shit, I could have just done that, but I'm an idiot and followed the crowd. Do you think someone that who likes art and wants to do something artistic and wants to do something creative, would would you recommend them do what you've done? Or would you, do, would you tell them, hey, maybe you should try it a different way? Well, whatever their goal is, I would just say maybe I'd recommend following a more direct path. Cause we definitely went like do, 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 do around. Cause we have yeah. trying to do different things. So if you, if you want to, you know, be like an illustrator, I would start, you know, start by going on Fiverr, um, getting like putting your stuff out there, getting like small gigs, even though, even if it's just like a side gig that you do when you're working at a restaurant, see if you actually like doing that type of work. If you actually like working with clients, if you do then kind of take it forward, I would say there's no need to jump 100% in quit your job. I'm going to do this from the start. Like, I think you, it would definitely be smart to kind of dabble. Cause I think a lot of people too, the idea of being an artist for pay sounds great, but then when they, have to actually produce something artistic to get paid this week go it's like all of a sudden it doesn't become fun the ideas aren't coming it becomes stressful like it can be a whole different thing than you're picturing it to be which it normally is like reality i feel like is always kind of typically different than what you're dreaming of so i think maybe just yeah dabble dip your toe in do a lot of research of what because there's 
of just different ways to to live the life that you want to live because i think to be an artist if you are okay being on camera and you want to share your face and your personality then trying to build a social media following is great if that's the path you want to take or if you don't want to be on camera you don't want your face out there then you know trying to build like more of a basic or not a basic like more of a standard online business where you can run ads and promote your work and you know do that sort of thing i think it's just really about finding what you want to do you know yeah it's i i wouldn't you know if you want to try video production and then want to try this like sure yeah i recommend the path but it's truly just about what you want to try and then of course i feel like the second you start trying something you might think oh this is not what i want you can pivot or it is and keep going down that path yeah like there's there's no one right answer i mean like the amount of people that switch their majors in college is huge i mean like people never know what they actually want to do until they find it i guess but then a lot of people get stuck realizing um I actually never wanted to do this, and I wish I did something else. And that sucks, but people are – someone's going to end up regretting something. Um, but it doesn't look like you are leaving much room for regret. It looks like you're trying everything you want to do. I I wish I could be like that. I wish a lot of people could be like that. Um, but I think people that go into that, people that want to continue doing things without regret, they like, I need to try this because I know I'm going to regret it in the future – you're not always going to succeed, but that's why I think people. That's why I think people like you, um, and people like Cade, man, and people like your brother, and it's like, geez, you you wanted to live without regret. You wanted to try things you wanted to try, even though it wasn't what was a, like the mainstream kind of way to do it, and you're succeeding. And I think that's like that's uncommon. Like that's huge. That's huge. And. Like I don't, I'm not really asking you a question. I'm kind of just like celebrating the fact that someone, someone's able to do that. Like I, that, that, that's surprising. Are you, are you aware of of what you're doing? Like, do you know like that, how good of a job you're doing? Um, well, thank you. That's very, that's very nice. I will. I mean, now more than ever, it's kind of more visibly shown. Like people are literally saying, "We like what you're doing." Um, but I think, like you said, people who not everyone's going to succeed if they just try everything, you know, with no regrets. And I think that's very true, but I just try to live by you. Of course, if you try, you might not succeed, but if you don't try, you'll never succeed. Right. So it's kind of, it's worth it for me to put everything out there because then there's a chance. And I will also say in terms of it's rare, I think it's also very rare for people to truly put all their effort are all their soul into something. I think it's a lot easier to want to try these things and then just like, again, I just said like, you don't have to go all in. And I don't necessarily mean like giving up everything to go all in, but just truly like putting your, like just putting your passion behind it. Like there's a lot of people who have reached out to me in terms of NFTs and they're like, well, I want to try try something. So I'm just going to like put some random little drawing that I don't care about. Do you think it'll sell? And I'm like, no, like, do you, what? Like, how can you expect the success if you, if you aren't actually putting your like heart and soul behind it? And so I think the people that do succeed, like those are the people like my Matt and I have been putting our heart and soul and our most effort behind everything we're doing. And not most of them have not succeeded. Like most of the stuff we've tried to do hasn't really succeeded yet. This video production is, and then this is, but I think, yeah, it, it isn't just about like, 
I think it's, it's really about your intention, like behind yeah. kind of why, why you want to go for something. Like, is it just because you're like, oh, this could be a cool way to make money? Or is it like, this is the life I want to live. This is the impact that I want to have. Um, I think that makes a big difference. There's this quote, don't know who it's by, and I'm not going to be able to say it correctly, but it basically says, um, how it goes is that I, I think this is the case. There was like, um, there was like a battle going on. And um, there's, let's say there's, there's, there's two, there's two, 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 two sides, um, the good guys and the bad guys, right? That who the good guys are doesn't matter, but the good guys are outnumbered, and there's a general, and he's like, we have to go to war, we have to go fight, and the battle is on this island. And for anyone that actually knows this quote, don't crucify me, all right? I'm doing my best. Um, and they, they, they go to this piece of land. And all the soldiers are like, there's no way we're going to be able to win. How can we win? And they turn around, and the uh, the generals, like, burn all the boats. So they burn all the ships. All the ships they used to get there, they burned them all, right? And now the only way to get off that island is to win. Um, I'm not saying that's a good idea, because you might fucking die, but you're not, you're not in that situation specifically. But... I think because before you said that you want to put your passion behind it, and then you, you kind of corrected yourself because you said something about putting your all in, but then you said but you, you kind of don't have to do everything in. And I'm like, so that that, that confused me. I want to know where you're at because are you someone who's going to burn your ships or, or do, you have a, do you have a lifeboat? Like, are, 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 do you have something to fall back on or is it all or nothing? So that is really funny. First of all, you brought that quote up because that is something that is a quote me and my brother talk about a lot. And when we decided to drop out of school, because we dropped out of school and we moved back home to our parents' house so we could use basically all of our money to buy equipment to start this video production business. And so we said all the time, we're like, let's because we're like, well, should we like in terms of budgeting, like how and because we both had a bunch of money saved up for school, but we're like, should we go all in? And we were like, yeah, let's burn the bridges. We're going all in. Um, and we did that. But the reason why I'm and I do think that contributed to our success in a big way. But I am hesitant to say that because I want to recognize the privilege that we have. We were able to spend all the money we had because we could stay at our parents' house for a year while we did this. Like that was our agreement. We we're going to be here for one yep. year. And so we had that privilege. So, you know, you know what I mean? I don't, I want to be careful yeah. where I'm fully aware. Not everyone can spend everything they own and go full in on a business because they have a kid or, you know, a, a mortgage or, or all these other things. So that's kind of why I'm hesitant to say you don't have to go all in. And also I think, like I said, reality of whatever your dream is, being an entrepreneur, being an artist, a lot of times the reality isn't what you dream it to be. So I think it is a good idea to dip your toe in, in terms of like just starting to like sell your work on Fiverr, just seeing if you like actually working with clients, that sort of thing, um, before you're, you know, you quit and burn your bridges, essentially. I don't think that's everyone's path, but burning your bridges was definitely our path. I I understand the... Oh, well, I got really lucky with my parents, and I got um, I had a lot of money saved up. And the reason why I was able to save a lot of money is because maybe I lived in a good community, and I got a good job, and I knew everyone, I was safe. Like I get that. Like I don't like using the word privilege because I think it carries a lot of weight that people don't mean to use. But y- you were very blessed. You were very lucky in in, in those circumstances. Um, 
and, and I mean, like I was too. I mean, like I, like nothing I I I I've done here for for this YouTube stuff and the podcast. None of it has been money from other people. It's all it's all been me. But I I am lucky that you know I have um you know a father that uh, allows me to stay at his house rent free. Um, like I think that is. I I couldn't I obviously couldn't do this without that, but I I I know what you're saying. Where it's like, oh, if someone has a kid, if someone has to like, you know, make sure they could pay for you know shelter and food. I'm like, I, when I say go all in, when I say burn your ships, I don't mean starve to death. What I do mean though is, if you want, <laughs> if you want to accomplish things. There's a lot of ways to do it, and some people have to try less hard than others, but I think you have to, for some time, and this is my personal opinion, doesn't mean it's right. For some time, you have to put aside the other things you want to do, whether it's hanging out with friends, going to see the movie, paying for Netflix. I mean, like, the world's not fair, and I I think if the world was a perfect place, which it isn't, and even if it wasn't perfect, if, if the world was... You know, a little bit better. It'd be a lot easier to try to start a business. It'd be a lot easier to try to be who you want to be. And it, but it, but it, the world's not that because we have not created a world which wants you to be able to do all those things easily. Because everything's saturated. People got more money than you. People are gonna stop you. People are gonna not want it. Whatever. Point is, I think you need to sometimes put everything in because when we talked about regret before. I don't think anyone, including myself and including you, wants to not even die on their deathbed and say this, but in 10 years, be like, fuck, man. If I just, for six months, if I tried a little bit harder and stopped, you know, playing video games for like three hours a night, maybe I could have done something. Because three hours a night over three months is a lot of, or six months, what did I say, is a lot of fucking time. So, yeah, obviously don't starve to death, but... I think sometimes you, you got to burn your ships, but the thing about having a kid is different because that kid is now your priority, and, you know, you owe the that kid the entire world, so kind of how dare you if you, like, forget about them. But anything else, I feel like it's totally on you if you don't accomplish your things, and in the next 10 years, you want to be able to say, no, nah, I fucking tried. And, and, and I know I've had the soapbox for a while, and I want to let you speak, but I just want to say one more thing. I know people have fucking tried and failed because, and this is kind of embarrassing, and I hope no one that's going to be giving me a future job ever sees this, but I fucking failed, like, Algebra 1 seven times. No one could tell me I didn't try. I make hundreds of dollars on tutors, hours and hours after school, and I just, listen, I I wrote an 18-page paper about, uh, the civil rights movement compared to the uh, Black Lives Matter, and it was a great paper. Like I, I spend so much time writing things and doing so- like sociology, and and that shit's fucking cool. But I can't do math seven fucking times. Anyway, sometimes you burn all your ships and you still fail. Sorry. That is really true. You also are actually in my head. You said, um, like not on your best deathbed, but saying you know not wanting to have regrets. That is kind of what inspired all of this before, like, I don't know, at least it's really stuck with me. Before we dropped out of school, started all this, um, our grandfather passed away and he had cancer, kind of knew he was um, he was passing and he had so much regret. And the things he said about what he wished he would have done 
um, shook my brother and I. And we kind of decided on that day, we're like, we don't want to live with any regrets. So we fully did everything you say. We gave up everything. For the past year, we haven't, we don't have friends here. We haven't hung out. We don't go out. We don't, like, we literally basically do nothing besides work because we, like you said, we wanted to, it's worth it for us to put our heads down, you know, do everything we can to make this business succeed so then we can have the life, you know, that we've always dreamed. And so we, I just echo everything you said fully. And it's, we're reaching the point now, like this was, it's crazy how our goals actually are kind of coming to be perfectly in terms of like this year is ending. We're wrapping up this time here, this year that we've spent back at our parents' house, which again, like not, it wasn't like fun in terms of like socially and stuff like that, but it truly transformed us so much because now it's given us the power to have a business to support ourselves. Now we're going to be able to move out to a city that we choose and we're just starting to actually be able to like build the life we want and kind of reap the benefits of like burning our bridges. Like you said, do you mind if I ask you what your uh, grandfather said to you? So it it actually wasn't to me. It was to my father. Um, He went and was with him on his final days and just my brother, my dad and I, when we were driving to um, his wife to um, throw his ashes into the ocean, he just shared with us all the things that he was just regretful about and was just open. Like he was not at peace at the end. He was so conflicted about all these things he wished he would have done. And I remember Matt and I had a talk where we were just like, I don't care what it takes. I don't care how much like, yeah, we just, we don't want to be in that position when we, when we reach that point of life. Yeah. It's hard to, it's hard to know what that's going to be. It's hard to know what you're going to feel when that time comes. So you spend, if not your whole life, a very large part of your life, making sure you never have those regrets. But I think a lot of the times the actions we take to prevent regrets are the reasons why we have regrets. I mean, like, I I speak to a lot of people on this podcast. I think you're going to be, like, the episode probably, like, 44 or something. For for my this series, I have a few series but like, I've talked to a lot of people, and, and they've talked about spirituality. They've talked about, you know, connecting with yourself, with others. And through all the books I've read, through all the people I've talked to, you know, everyone says you, you – everyone I, I, I talk to is also, like, very business-oriented, too. Like, they want to, you know, get in the come-up. Like, it's every, everyone that's our age, so we all kind of have the same mindset. And I, I think that that might be a handicap for a show like this because I am only talking to one kind of demographic. But – Everyone wants to be good at something. Everyone wants to be the best. And they, they, they're like, I don't want to regret anything. I want to keep going, keep going, keep going. But then I also learn from the same people who want to do all these amazing things. I also learn that one of the hardest things to realize is that you can value the things you already have, you already own. For you, it would be your fa- your parents, your brother, you know, or things I don't know about. Like, you, the next time you, you have a holiday or a birthday or everyone's hanging out, like, look around the room and be like, like, why aren't I spending my entire life thinking about moments like this? Why am I stressed out about getting this video on time? Why am I stressed out about making sure I network correctly or, or message that business and ask if they, if they want, hey, do you want me to uh, do a video for you? Or when, what, you should really be valuing is 
you know, the people around you. Because people, because no one on their deathbed is going to say, I really wish I worked at my job a lot more. I mean, like, maybe if your job is, you know, feeding children at an orphanage, like, sure, I could understand that being, like, a pretty rewarding job. But everyone's going to be like, I wish I made more connection with more people. And I think that's what you're doing. I think that's a lot of people that you and I have both mutually talked to. I think that's what they're doing. But I I say to myself, I was, I was driving in the car, and I was like, I need to be more excited about Christmas and about Thanksgiving and about Halloween. I need to be more excited about hanging out with my friends and being with my family because I'm putting so much emphasis on the podcast. I'm being putting so much emphasis on creating something of myself that I'm forgetting why I'm doing it. There's a quote by um, Churchill from uh, World War II where, you know, in England, everyone was getting fucked up. Like, the bombs were coming, the Germans were attacking, and and the government said, well, we need more money to make sure we can survive, to make sure we can attack, to make sure we have a military. Where are we going to get the money from? And somebody was like, oh, let's take it away from the arts. And Churchill said, no, if we take money away from the arts, then what are we fighting this war for? So I feel like a lot of people forget to value the people around them. They forget to value their family or to create a family that they can value. They forget all those things while they do all the work. And by the time the work is done, which it'll never be done, they're like, holy shit. I wish I would have valued the things, uh, these things more than value the work. Now, I know that's very, that's a very, I don't want to use the word complex because that sounds pompous, but that's a, that's a very uh, dense topic there. But when you talk about um, hearing what your grandpa had to say, and then you're like, I don't want any regrets. Have you also had enough time to realize what really matters to you? I love that you're bringing this up because this is something I do think of often. Um, and I would say I'm finding out what matters to me more, like just as I grow up. And what I love about what we're doing is it can definitely turn into that toxic hustle where all you're doing is working and not caring about anything else. And like, I just kind of described that was kind of like how our last year has been, but we are very aware and conscious of the fact that we are in a sprint for this year. So then we can have the freedom Mm. to actually put the time and energy into everything that we value, like family, like friends, like connecting with others, like traveling and learning about other cultures. And I know that it can definitely turn into, okay, but when does that work start? And you actually start enjoying those things. Um, And I guess the, the, the danger would just be if you, if you're never thinking about that and you're never incorporating that into your life. But we, I think just because we've traveled and because of who we are, where we come from, our family is really important to us. Like we've had, we've grown up with these values that we still hold that we're very, we plan all that into our goals, into our life. When we think of like what we want this year to be, it's not just, we want to make this money and do this and this. It's we want to go to this place and spend time with these people. We want to learn this about this culture and go here. Like we plan what we value into our, like the structure of how we like want to spend our life. I like how you, um, you mentioned the whole, it, it, you're, you're trying to sprint for this first year. What did uh, some Elon Musk said? He's like, take your 10 uh, year plan and 
shrink it into six months. You're not going to accomplish 10 years worth of work, but you're going to be a lot further than you would be normally. Um, I I think I like that mindset. Um, I think a problem, and there's problems with everything, but I think there's a problem arises when you don't meet those goals, and then you're like, okay, well, now do I, I sprint for a second year? And then if you don't meet the goals again, it's like, do I sprint again? And, like, I think that's how you kind of get trapped in the always working, never relaxing kind of thing. And I think everyone yeah. deserves to relax. Um, so it, it, it's it's kind of dangerous. I mean, like, I'm, I'm going through it right now, too, where it's like, okay, if I didn't meet these goals, then do I just keep going? And also how you said, like, you don't have any friends where you are right now because you're not trying to do any of that. You're trying to do the sprint. You're trying to get something things accomplished. Um, that's kind of like where me and a lot of people I know are at. But then going back to not everyone will accomplish things even after they burn their ships. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to fail. So I, I kind of like asking people this question, but it's an annoying question to answer. When do you quit? When do you know when it's time to stop? Because if the answer is you never stop, then we kind of have to say that we were wrong by saying that, oh, sprint, and then you'll be able to relax because then how long do you sprint for? It's very No one really knows the answer to this question, so yeah. whatever opinion you have, I'll, I'll... Let me think about this for a second. Uh, think about I'll repeat things too if you need to. I, I probably forgot everything I just said, but I'll do it. <laughs> No, it's 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 a great question. When do you quit? Yeah, when when do you quit? I ask people that a lot. You know, I ask myself that a lot. When when do you quit? Like now that you say that, if I'm being transparent, I feel like for us or at least for me, I'll just speak for myself. I'm so just passionate and motivated to create this life that I, I truly just, I don't, I didn't have, I don't have that in my head. Like if I don't make it by this year, I'm going to quit. Like I genuinely just, that's, I don't know, not in my, in my head. I'm very just kind of focusing on, I don't know. All right. Then listen. So so it's making me think, cause I'm like, I don't, I don't know when I would quit. So I'm trying to think of when I would tell others to like, I don't know. Well, so when I came back from school and the school that I, I fucking hated, I mean, it's great for a lot of people. I just didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was trying to do YouTube, when I was trying to, you know, I, 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 I write, I don't like calling myself a writer cause that sounds pretentious, but I, I, I do these things and I would talk to my mother and I, and I would tell her, look, if I cannot do these things, then I'm going to die trying. And she'd be like, well, you know, like what happens when something like that doesn't work out? Now, guys, this isn't an an extreme. I don't think you should do this. But I would say to her, I will starve to death because I can't pay for food. That's how far I'm willing to go to do the things I want to do. I will either do it or I will die because if I don't do it, then... I don't know if I want to live in a world where I haven't accomplished those things. However, that goes that kind of contradicts the you should value your family and friends over the work. So I'm a walking contradiction. But before I argue with myself, I if if I can't accomplish things, then I can't pay for food and then I will starve to death. That's what I, I literally said. It's my parent, and that was the end of it. I was like, all right, then I'm just gonna fucking keep trying to do it. So then going back to burning your ships, telling people 
um, or having people think, okay, I should throw it all in. You and your brother threw it all in, you know, and I know uh, you and your brother and I and everyone that we mutually know are we're more lucky than most, but throwing it all in is one of the only ways you could, you could kind of succeed. So having that life preserver, like you just said, you've never thought about quitting until now when I asked you the question. So you don't have a life preserver. But having that life preserver is some of the times the reason why people lose, right? It's that idea of, oh, I could always fall back on this. Oh, I, you know what? I can quit if this doesn't happen. That's usually why people never succeed. However, if you don't have a plan B, if you don't have a, okay, I need to accomplish this or move on, then you could do what I'm going to do and starve to death. So it's like, what the fuck do you do? What do you do, right? It's, 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 a, it's a hard question to answer. It's a hard thing to talk about. But if you want to be successful, most times you have to do things that people won't. You have to be willing to do the things people don't want to do. People, things that people won't do. Because if they won't do it and you will, guess who's going to succeed? It's the battle of attrition. It's if you stay in it longer, people are going to be on top of you and nobody else because you're the only one left that exists. If you're, let's say you live in Oklahoma, okay? And, and there's 50 million video production companies in Oklahoma. And everyone can't do the work. They all quit. And you're the only one left. Who the fuck do you think these businesses are going to go to to get some, you know, something produced? You. So when is it time to quit or do you ever quit? And if you don't quit, are you willing or are you ready to accept the consequences of not quitting? What, that was a lot. I'm sorry. I keep doing that. No, I love – this is great stuff to all think about. I, I want to say it's, I feel like it's important to, when you're doing something, trying to do something you love, it's not, at least for us, it's not, let me start over. So sure. <laughs> I think it's important to be smart with knowing what, if there's a market for what you're trying to do. First of all, period for that. So in terms of like video yep. production, a lot of the videos that we're getting paid and making money to do, it's not like our dream projects that we'd love to just do in our free time. It's, you know, just simple things, repetitive, kind of boring, whatever, but we get, we're making money from it. So we're, we're doing those things because if we just were trying to make the videos, like make passion projects, stuff we were really, you know, excited about, make short films, like there's, a tiny market for that. And we are aware of that, right? So we, we're choosing to, to do, uh, to be in an industry where we can, we know that there's a market where there is work for us that we can do. So we know we won't be starving, but it's also a place where we can potentially grow into doing stuff that we do love to do. Does that make sense too? It's like we're, in terms of what you start trying, like we're aware that with what we're trying to do there, the skills that we're like gaining right now and using right now, like there is work for us for to yes. apply those skills. So I don't think like, I'm not wor- really worried about starving. You know what I mean? Well, so I think the thing is that I, I sh- it, it's not binary, right? You don't have to, you don't have to always do all or nothing. You don't ha- have to burn your ships. I do think that if someone that goes all in is going to, you know, be a shining star, but you don't have to go all in. You can still succeed without going all in. I, I have a friend 
who would would like to be a director if he could, and he's, he's a great screenwriter, and his whole plan, he's actually the, the co-host to the other series I do. Um, his plan is, as a writer, he'd be like, okay, well, I'm going to be a firefighter, and while, the, uh, while I'm not fighting fires, I'm going to continuously write uh, and try to sell my screenplay, do uh, go into um, competitions, and that's him responsibly following his dreams. He's not saying, okay, I'm going to drop everything and move to L.A. and just start, or Georgia or something, and just start, you know, knocking on director and producer doors and be like, hey, read my script. Like, that first would be a horrible idea. But he's not going to be doing that. He's he, he is pretty practical the way he's doing it. So it doesn't have to be all or nothing or nothing at all. Um, it's not binary. There's, there's more than one choice. So... I guess the reason why I, I, I said what I said is because you and your brother seem to have, like you said before, you you kind of did burn your ships. You've acquired skills that could be used elsewhere if your own business doesn't succeed to where you want it to. You have acquired real and sellable skills, um, so that's a good thing. But when it comes to your business... And I know a business like yours, it, it, because it's just you and your brother, it'll it could be open forever. I mean, you don't have to pay employees, um, so it could just always be around. When it comes to, it's kind of hard because I guess you're not, you're not like a, a a YouTuber or or a writer. You're not. I mean, you are a YouTuber, but your whole business is video production on multiple platforms. Um, your business is an actual like trade, like it's an actual skill, so it could always be around. So I guess take yourself out of your own head if you can, or out of your own experiences. And I know that's kind of weird, like, but take yourself out and say, you know, because you technically don't ever have to quit because you actually have real skills that could be applied for most places in the world. If in this hypothetical, if what you're doing couldn't be applied anywhere, let's say your video production skills, let's say your marketing skills, let's say everything you've learned cannot go on a resume or an application unless you got a degree for it, when would it t- be time for you to say, okay, I've got to stop doing this and then go back to college? Because let, let me, and, and maybe let me give you some backstory. A lot of times when I ask people questions on this podcast is because I'm very selfish. I want to know because I need to figure it out for my fucking self. I've been doing this November marks a year I've been doing this podcast. I can't put any of the skills I've learned on a resume. No one's going to hire me because I did this. They're like, oh, Mark, that's cool. But I'm sorry. You can't. That's not. A, we. You don't actually have any credentials. When would it be time for you to quit? Because you have to make sure you don't starve to death. Mm-hmm. Am I am I am I being clear? Is that is that no like no no a... yeah you're being you're definitely being clear. I'm just thinking about it because okay, I just want to make sure. I think it's important to be practical in terms of knowing ex- like what you need to survive. So in terms of if you if you're doing this because you love it and you have confidence in whatever your goal is with it, whatever you want it to be, then, and you can do it sufficiently while also making money to survive in some way. Like if you have another job and can do this on the side, then I think it's, it's fully, as long as you, 
that passion is behind it, like keep going. Why not? But if it's something that you, it's you, that has to be everything. If you're, you're either making money through that or you're like not in other ways, then I, I, I mean, the only answer I can think of is like when, when you have to, like literally when you have to, when you, when you have, when you, I mean, I don't know, like when you can't eat or can't find or don't have rent or anything like, or just whenever, I don't know. I think it's whenever that, that like, I don't want to say it's funny because it is that simple. It's funny. I'm laughing because it is that simple. It's you, you make the decision when you have to. Yeah, that's a perfect answer. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. I don't think you need to go any further than that. <laughs> the. So then, with your video production company, and listen, if, if you were like in your forties and you've been doing this for like twenty years, like I wouldn't be asking you these questions. Like obviously, these are only questions you could ask somebody that just started a business, someone who's young. So, people like us, we don't know what the fuck we're doing. The internet's still relatively new. Everything we're doing is relatively new, so it's like we don't know what the fuck we're doing. And that's the only reason why I'm asking you these questions is because it's not open quote end quote normal. So that's like we don't really know how far we can go. We don't know what the parameters are of you know our abilities, and that's why I'm asking you these questions um, because I feel like a lot of people that watch this, including myself, want to know the answers for the, for themselves. Like they want to know what do I do, and so, so, that, so that's why I'm asking these questions. And when you do your video production. How, how long until it's like a business you can rely on? I mean, I would say like pretty soon. That's why we're moving out. Like we're moving out knowing we're fully on our own. This business is the only thing supporting us. Um, and we have, we have that confidence. I would say a, some, a big um, contributing factor to that was we worked with the, guy who we got the product video course from. He was a YouTuber. He's been in the industry for 10 years doing filmmaking of all different sorts, started this product video course, how to, you know, make money. You can start from your living room, wherever you can set up a little studio. He's taught us everything we know. And then we went and actually started to work with him, like kind of got in contact with him, went to San Francisco, helped him out on a couple shoots. And it was it was literally like so much like this could exactly be us. He had a great studio. It was big. It was awesome. He's working on much more big, bigger productions, but it's just him and his one assistant. Um, like his life was amazing. Like we would be so happy with that. And it was very doable. Like with where we're going, with where we're heading, it was just very realistic. We're like, Oh, we, we got this. Like he's, he is us just five, six, seven years ahead of us. So I would say what we're doing, like compared to the questions you're asking is very different because it's, I I feel like it is reliable. There are, like you said, these are skills that even if product videos don't, aren't a thing anymore, like there's so many other like weddings, people are always going to want a video of their weddings, like stuff like that. There's a lot of practical skill there. So I do want to be kind of clear about that, that I guess my confidence in all this is because I've now, especially now, have seen people doing exactly what we're doing um, later in life, having success, being very open about, this is what you got to do. If you're willing to put in this work and do this, you can be here. And it's like, cool. So that's kind of why I guess we have so much confidence too. Yeah, that's a good point. And that's why I wanted to make sure I, I said that, like, I'm, I was very aware that the things you're doing 
like they they are <laughs> they are actual skills that like and they're it's like I I like considering it a trade because it's like a a hands on like skilled job like that it's it and it's one of the aside from uh, like welding like video production is one of the like. In my opinion, I don't know what the statistics are on this, but it seems like it's one of the largest uh, trades on the planet right now. Video production, um, like so many, so many people are doing it. So many people want, you know, video producers. Um, people need to make commercials. I mean, like people. There's, let's say, there's a hundred thousand, um, YouTube YouTube business channels with over two million subscribers. Each one of those people does it in their own house, and each one of those people want a video produ- producer to make, like, a 30-second ad on YouTube for them. Like, so, there's so many people out there that want people like you. So I, I'd consider it a very—one of the largest trades in the world right now. So as long as you know how to market—and I've always said this. If, if you—if anyone wants to take a business class or if they want to get a business degree but they can't afford the degree— and they can't afford to take all the classes, you should at least take marketing. So as long as you know how to market something, you know, the rest is history. And and you're, you're marketing very well, it seems like it anyway. And I think as long as you know how to do that, you're, you'll always be able to find work, you personally and, you, and your brother. Um, so I don't think you'll ever be out of work. And I, and I do understand why you'd be so confident in something like this because it's, you know, one of the largest trades in the world right now. Um that's that's a good way to put it thing is the largest yeah. trade and i also will add too i think what's oh, another reason why we're kind of i feel like successful right off the bat is i feel like there's a big market for there's the top dogs where you pay a hundred grand for a commercial and then there's just you know your local little guy who makes like you know, an awful video, but it'll cost you 500 bucks. And there's not a lot like in between in that like 5,000 to $10,000 range or whatever. So, and there's so many companies like that. Like there's not, you know, so many companies that can't afford a hundred thousand dollar video, but don't want one for $500. So having a smaller, just a smaller production studio, it's just me and my brother. So we can turn around, we have professional equipment, we can make a really good video, but we can turn it around way faster. We can be way more personable because it's just us and all that stuff. So I think um, there's a like an even like a bigger kind of market for that too, which is, I feel like more doable than, you know, thinking, oh, I have to work at this, I have to be a top dog at this $100,000 you know, price point studio where it's like, you don't, this is, I feel like a trade where you truly can do it just by yourself or with one or two people in a group, um, which is very cool. Um, yeah, it seems, uh, when I watch your brother explain how to do things on YouTube, I'm like, Jesus, this, this looks like, I'm like, I don't know how to fucking do any of it, but I'm like this, he's making everything look so easy. Like I could imagine how like, kind of relaxing it is that you guys like you know what i know what i'm doing like i I shouldn't even be that stressed about it like we've got this yeah i will say working with austin um like the guy who taught us everything was so reaffirming because sometimes me and matt are doing stuff like obviously we taught ourselves through that course online and then everything else we're just kind of figuring out we're just playing around messing around and so so many of the sets we set up and to get a certain shot we look around we're like this looks ridiculous like it looks like we have no idea what we're doing there's tape hanging from the ceiling there's this there's that and then we go and work with austin who's now he works with way bigger budgets way bigger clients he's been doing this for 10 years 
and his sets will look the exact same as ours and yeah. the exact same weird shit and trying all this stuff and we're like oh so it's just always like this and he's like oh yeah you guys got this is just it this is just it's playing around it's messing around it's trying different things it's messy it's it's yeah. it's just experimental it's putting pieces together just being creative is it yeah it's 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 pretty pretty cool that must make you feel so good i mean like seeing people that are better than you or at least you know rel- like relative like to how many people they work with and how much money they're making people that are people that are better than you or have been in the game a lot longer says yeah you guys are doing exactly what what I'm doing good job just keep going like i mean like, that's got to feel good cuz i'm sitting here like i think I, I don't know if you've ever seen any of my tiktoks like or my my most recent ones anyway or any of my episodes but like my set looks cool but like it's not something you need so if someone comes on that's got okay like joey diaz of course do you know who joey diaz is that sounds really familiar don't worry about it he's a he, he's a comedian and of course he was famous before he had his podcast so obviously that helped a lot but his like first couple of podcasts was like him and iphone and earbuds with another guy it's like and you know it's like obviously he was famous before that so it doesn't really mean much but you don't need all the bells and whistles to be crazy good at what you do. So when you're first starting something, you're like, I need this, I need this, I need this. And then someone who's been doing it for such a long time says, I'm like, sure, but you don't really need that stuff as long as you've got like a good vision. So uh, that must have felt amazing coming from him. Yeah, I will recommend that to anyone. If you're trying to do anything, anything at all, do your best to get in contact with someone older, more experienced, wiser, who is doing that um, and just learn in any way you can because it's like that was the most, I just feel like we grew so much. We went on one film trip with him. It was like a week long. We traveled all through Oregon just in a truck with him and his fiance. We got to ask so many questions and it was, yeah, it was just like everything you just said, like so affirming. So we, so much of this random equipment we got, cause we're like, Oh, it's cool. It's new. We need it. And he's like, no, you don't, you need this, 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 you know, we were so worried about, Oh, when we change the lens, we need to do that. He's like, no, who cares? Just care about the shot. It's not going to crack. You're fine. Like he was just so relaxed. Like you said about everything, just cause he's, you know, he's been there. He's done it so many times that it really was like relieving and, and affirming. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like uh, that's what a lot of the you know really big uh, influencers and like business people and you know, everyone says you want to you know find a mentor, find or find someone that's done it before who's willing to help you, and and then that is hard, especially in it's not every niche is gonna have someone that's willing to like actually like help you out with something, but um, it's really cool that you had somebody to help you out and you know teach you some stuff, um. Like, like, I know, like, for podcasting stuff, like, everyone besides, like, Joe Rogan is, like, still trying to figure it out. Like, like uh, me and Cade, like, uh, we don't know. Like, we're just still going. We, the only people we can talk to about what to do and what not to do is each other. Like, wh- like a, cu- a couple days ago, Cade was like, hey, man, um, how do I get my computer to run faster? And I'm like, you need more RAM. And he's like, okay, like, we don't have anyone to go to but ourselves. Like, and like, and like, the, when I recorded an episode with him, I actually recorded myself, and then Google Drive the stuff to him, so he, um, 
had like another angle and, and better footage. And then when he's coming here in December, he's uh, bringing like two different cameras. So we have multiple angles. Like we're having a, like a blast, but the only people we have is ourselves. Um, so it's cool when you're in a niche and you also, whether you, you pay for it or not, or however you find a mentor, it's like that you had someone that actually knew what the fuck they were talking about. And, and it helped you that much. Uh, so I'm like, good on you. That was pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. And I, I will just note, um, Try to always think about if you're asking anything of anyone, I mean, this might be obvious, but I feel like I should say it is focus on how you can add value to them too, whether that's paying them or like we just went on this film trip, you know, we didn't get paid and we worked, you know, five days all day and it was so worth it. Um, But I've just, I'm seeing that a a lot now. I have, it's so cool having so many people reach out with questions because I feel like I can do just a tiny bit of that. Just like give back the little bit I know. Um, but I feel like a lot of people will hear that hear, Oh, find a mentor. And then they'll just more so like ask for all this information and value and then just be like, okay, I'm waiting. And then if that person is like, what, what, no, I don't have time or this isn't, what do you mean? Then they just go, Oh, like that's, you know, they just kind of give up and they don't get exactly how that's not always how it works. How you kind of always have to think about how to give back as well. I just kind of want to. Yeah. I'm like, when I record with people, I end up making like 30 to 50 TikToks per episode. So their face, their name and everything is running through my social media stream for over a year. Like, I like November has been a year for me, and I'm still posting TikToks of an episode I recorded eight months ago. Like, it just keeps going through. So when I talk to you, I'm like, listen. And I even tell people, like, look, man, I know you're not, I know I ain't doing any favors for you, and you're doing favors for me, but um, I tell them, like, what I do with the TikToks and how I promote things and... People are really enthusiastic about it. I've, I've met some people who just want to do it because it's fun. Like, uh, I, I did a ghost hunter a while ago, and he just likes talking about ghosts, and he'll he'll do whatever he can whenever he can because that's his thing. But then some people, it's like, why the fuck would they give me any of their time when I'm like this and they're like that? So, yeah, it is important to provide value for other people. Yeah, and, of course, value can look so different in so many ways. Like you said, posting TikToks, that literally has so much value. And, of course, value is different to everyone in different ways. So to some people, like you said, yeah, that might be more than enough value. Like it is for me, just doing this, just talking, meeting someone new, having a new conversation, fully worth it for me. But, you know, everyone's different. So then we're coming towards the end. And um, I just, talking about value, because I, 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 want, I want to wrap up pretty nicely. But um, I've learned a lot about you. And I think... Um, a lot of th- speaking about value, I think a lot of things you said, uh, you know, hold value. And where do you, because I say this a lot, and I actually think you might have spoke it, s- spoken about it uh, with Kate. I'm not too sure. I mean, I know I did. I talk about how, you know, I want to be somebody my younger self would be proud of. Um, and that's a very hard thing to do because, you know, life changes, your opinions change. Are you, would you say you're on the way to making your younger self proud? That's a beautiful question. I would say I am. When I think of my younger self, I feel like 
when I was younger thinking about my older self, I always thought about what everyone else wanted for me, what my parents wanted for me, what my life would or should look like. And it was always, I don't know, I just always felt so limited and constricted by that. And so I think just living the, how I'm living so authentically now would make my younger self so proud. Um, yeah, in so many aspects of my life. In terms, like, I, I don't mean just in terms of like work, but what I'm doing work-wise in terms of my sexuality, in terms of my mental health, in terms of, yeah, just like across the board. I wasn't even thinking about any of that when I was younger. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, I thought um, by the time I'm 24, I should probably, I'm not, I didn't think I'd figure it all out. I'm like, I'd pro- I'll probably like be pretty well off. And, you know, maybe like 40 years ago, that was like an appropriate mindset. <laughs> not really, not really these days, <laughs> but well, yeah, I mean like my mother and father were married with kids at 22 Yeah. Um, and a lot of their siblings. I'm like, so for like 40 years ago, uh, 50 years ago, like that was an appropriate uh, mindset where it's like by the time I'm 24 I'm gonna be uh, pretty good and then I, I just that's what I felt I was also the only kid I ever knew that never wanted to grow up I always wanted to remain a kid because I knew what was coming I was like wow. no I'm all right <laughs> I'm I, I'll stay here like yeah. I remember like my sister being like oh I'm gonna be in sixth grade next year I'm like that fucking sucks like I never actually wanted to grow up um oh my god that's funny but I, I was the complete opposite yeah. <laughs> really I I just didn't I I kind of felt like I knew I just I didn't I didn't I knew it was coming uh, which sounds really annoying and like Mark shut the fuck up but like I really did feel like I knew like I like there was a lot of shit coming my way but if you're I I wasn't even thinking about like um like the only thing I was thinking about when I was like making myself proud or like I got to make sure I'm I'm happy with who I am as I get older the only thing I was thinking about was um uh, like what like normal things that I'd see my parents do, right? Money, a house, and a family. And I was like, okay, I got to make sure I get those things because that's how I was raised, right? Um, but I didn't even think about, you said sexuality, uh, something else. Um, I don't know if it was... Mental health. Happiness? Mental health, mental health. Like I wasn't even thinking about any of that, which is arguably probably more important before I do any of the other things, um, especially mental health. But... As long as you're, you are or are currently making your younger self proud and happy, I think uh, you're on the right path. I think if you ask yourself every day, it's like, would my younger self approve of this choice? And they say yes, then you should do it. If not, then maybe hold back, you know? Yeah, no, yeah, that's a beautiful way to look at it. Oh, my gosh. Well, Sydney, listen, if you ever travel again for pleasure i don't know like when's the next time you're gonna be able to do whatever <laughs> but if you if you ever find yourself in jersey you come over here and let's record together um, i'll get Caden. i'll get Caden easton down at the same time I, easton's actually coming here in february oh cool yeah, um, everyone coming yeah here. everyone's coming here it's so fucking cool i think the only reason people are coming here is because i'm the only person that has a podcast table with six microphones i think that might be the only reason six microphones bro i have a lot of equipment that's that's nice. I have six six microphones, six headsets. Um, they all record into my my system. I've got my computer, my camera, 
and then a seven to eight foot uh, table for everyone to sit on. Um, I've got I've got a lot of things I shouldn't have, Sydney. <laughs> like this thing right here, this low profile Elgato uh, mic arm cost a hundred dollars, and the only reason I got it is because my co-host not only kept asking to uh, get more uh, mic arms, but he keeps hitting the table. So I couldn't have the regular mic stands because the audio kept picking it up. So I I, I got these mic arms. Um, well, it looks very professional. Yeah, it looks professional, but, like, I don't give it. Well, how am I doing, right? It's like that's what we just talked about. It's like you might be trying all this shit, but you might not be very good at using it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know how we got caught into the. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you ever find yourself in Jersey, come over. Come out, <laughs> and uh, I'll, get, I'll get Easton and Kate on the same flight, and, and we'll all fucking talk about shit and like i know you talked about you know psychedelics with cade we'll all like talk about our craziest experiences even though i've done nothing because i'm fucking <laughs> stupid um and i'm kind of i'm a i'm a pussy but we'll, we'll talk about oh, all that shit but um seriously that i think that's about it is there anything else you'd like to say uh no thank you for having me this absolutely, was fun absolutely i appreciate Guys, the conversation yeah oh 100 it was fucking great um guys catch all of sydney's stuff in the description below um and then if, if you're if you want to go buy some of her art i don't know if uh, if she has any left or if she's making more i don't know what's going on with that but um yeah, do you, are, yeah you, still, you still have some more. for sale Mm-hmm. There's some, right. well, there's some for resale on Solsi, and I'm dropping some more this week. Well, guys, if you're into NFTs, if you want to get into it, um, join our Discord, fucking buy some of our NFTs, and then go, you know, hire her to sell your new coffee that you just made because it's delicious or something, <laughs> guys. Thank you so much for watching, and we will catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.